I'm Damian Bulwa. Today on Fifth and Mission, you've probably heard about the movement towards something called basic income. It's the idea that the way to help people who need money is simple. Give them cash, no strings attached, no tests or work requirements. The idea has been mentioned in relation to computer automation that may make many human workers obsolete. But it goes beyond that. Proponents say a basic income could improve people's health, increase racial and gender equity, and help people survive the current pandemic. Now the concept is coming to Oakland. My guest today is Sarah Ravani. She's the Chronicle's Oakland reporter. Sarah, how are you? I'm good, Damien. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on, Sarah. Tell us what is going on with Oakland and how this pilot program on basic income will work. Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff announced on Tuesday that the city is launching a guaranteed income pilot program. The program will basically send $500 checks to 600 families for 18 months. It's the largest such program in the country. And um, they're going to start by targeting 300 families in East Oakland uh, this spring, and then they'll open it up in the summer to 300 more families. Okay, so $500 a month, correct? Yes. And obviously for these families, that will help. But what is the what is the ultimate goal here, given that this program is is rather small to start with? So the biggest thing with guaranteed income is that it costs a lot of money to do it. Um, Oakland's program is funded entirely privately. It's funded through donations by Blue Median Partners, which is a philanthropy organization in New York City. And they had to raise almost $7 million just for this pilot. So any type of pilot that the cities are doing can never be long lasting just because it costs so much money. And I spoke to an economist on Tuesday from UC Berkeley who said that really, if you want to do a guaranteed income program that will have a dramatic impact on poverty long term, it has to come from the federal government. So even on Tuesday during the news conference, uh, Mayor Schaff said that the work that Oakland is going to be doing, the work that Stockton did when they launched their program in 2019, is to really gather evidence to show that these type of programs can help people and can work and should be and should be something that the federal government invests in. All right. I want to come back to the program, but Sarah, let's go back a little bit. You mentioned Stockton. I mean, give us a little bit of the history of universal basic income. I think a lot of people probably heard it most when it came up in in Andrew Yang's presidential campaign where he was making a big pitch for it. But give us a little bit of the history of, of how we got here. Sure. So universal income basically had kind of a trial run in 1969 under President Nixon, but Congress ultimately rejected his plan to replace welfare with annual payments of up to $1,600 for every poor working family. And then there was, as you mentioned, um, the former Democratic presidential candidate, Andrew Yang, who kind of brought this idea of guaranteed income and universal basic income to the forefront again. He campaigned for putting $1,000 in the pocket of every U.S. citizen over the age of 18. And I think that proposal would have cost more than $2 trillion per year. And Stockton was really the first city to launch a pilot program in 2019. It gave $500 a month to 125 families for 24 months. You mentioned this idea of 
of studying it and tracking it and gathering results. That was the big key in Stockton, right? And, and what did they find? So actually, they found in Stockton that it was quite a success. It reduced financial instability and improved people's mental health. It helped them get better jobs. You know, they had randomly selected 125 participants from neighborhoods where the median income was below the citywide figure of $46,000 per year. And in the first year of the program, the most notable result um, that they found through their through their study was that people were able to pay down their debts. And also, when the program began, 28% of the participants were employed full-time, compared with 40% at the end of the first year, shortly before the pandemic. Researchers, you know, really touted the program and, and called it a success. And it was obviously a big part of Michael Tubbs's platform. Of course, he was um, defeated in the mayoral election in, in Stockton, but he's still a big proponent of it, right? Yeah, and he created the Mayors for Guaranteed Income Coalition, which is a group that basically committed to creating such a program in their cities. The coalition includes mayors from L.A., Pittsburgh, Atlanta, and obviously Oakland. Um, and even just outside of that coalition, San Francisco is considering a similar program. And the AP reported that Marin County Board of Supervisors have, have also voted to to start their own two-year guaranteed income project. Okay, so we're going to start getting a lot of evidence then in terms of in terms of how it works. That's the hope. Okay, and then that goes perhaps to to the Biden administration. Yes. Okay. So, Sarah, um, tell us a little more about how it works in Oakland. How how are they finding the folks that qualify? So there is an application process. Um, people can apply online and they will be randomly selected. So you can apply anytime. It's not like it's first come, first serve. And I have to tell you, Damien, that um, since I published, you know, a short version of the story this morning, I received emails from people that were interested in applying and people who somehow found my cell phone number and called me and asked me how to apply for the program. So there's a lot of interest here. I spoke to um, a disabled veteran who, you know, she relies on her disability checks every month and she gets $1,000 per month. In addition to her rent, she cannot afford to park her car in a parking garage that would cost $240 a month. And she was saying that getting $500 a month would really help her because right now she's just racking up parking tickets and is unable to pay them. Wow, that's a great example. And that's the kind of thing they found in Stockton, right, is that the cost can kind of build up if you just can't clear the ledger. Exactly. All right, Sarah, let's take a quick break. More with Sarah Ravani from The Chronicle on the pilot program in Oakland for universal basic income right after this. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bulwa. I'm joined by Sarah Ravani, The Chronicle's Oakland reporter, covers the East Bay. Sarah, thanks again. Sarah, so um, tell us a little bit about how Oakland officials are looking at this program. What is Mayor Libby Schaaf saying? Um, do they do they think that this thing is going to take off? Do they think it's going to help people? Do they sort of want to model this for the rest of the country? Yeah. Um, you know, today, Mayor Schaaf said that her quote was exactly, our vision is an Oakland that has closed the racial wealth gap and where all families thrive. And I really think that is what they are hoping to achieve. 
Oakland, um, you know, more than 70,000 people or more than 16% of Oakland's overall population live in poverty. And so this program is really meant to help those families. Um, you know, council member Lauren Taylor was also part of the news conference on Tuesday. And he was saying that, you know, examples that they have seen, you know, in Stockton and elsewhere, um, Oakland's program is really built off of that. They're not starting with a blank slate. They have learned um, from previous programs. This is an improvement and they really hope to, to address income inequality. And Council Member Taylor also said that his district in East Oakland is home to the most black residents of any other council district in the city. So he is actually going to be, you know, very involved in outreach, um, finding people to participate. He said that they're going to knock on doors, um, survey people, just trying to find as many people that they can to help them through this pilot program. And you spoke to one man, Philip Devon, and I, I believe he actually called you about the program, right? Yeah, he called me, um, you know, randomly today. He was one of the people that I, I found my cell phone number somehow and called me because he wanted to apply for the program. He is 66 years old. He is retired. Uh, he was working as a track and field coach at a local high school, but lost his job when school shut down due to the pandemic. He receives about $1,700 a month through his social security program. But he was telling me that, you know, he has, you know, some of his items are still in Jordan still in Georgia in storage, and he can't go back to bring them because he doesn't have enough money. But $500 could allow him to do that. He could bring his vehicle and just other things that he needs. So he really, he called me very interested in the program, asking if he could apply through me. But obviously, you know, I had to give him the website, which is oaklandresilientfamilies.org. You couldn't help him, huh? Well, no. <laughs> so Sarah, let's talk about some of the opponents of this. There are people who feel like it is way too much money, that it will be a disincentive for people to work, to just give them money strings attached. You know, there are some, this, this argument goes back for generations. Um, and, and what are those people saying? So actually the, the former Stockton mayor, uh, Mayor Tubbs mentioned this, that a lot of the criticism that he received when he wanted to launch such a program was from people who said that, it would make people not want to work. Um, they might, you know, use it on bad behavior, like spending it on drugs and alcohol instead of something more productive. And the Stockton program, the study that they did after their program ended, really proved that that was not the case here. Um, people, like I mentioned earlier, you know, their financial stability improved, their mental health improved, their quality of life improved by just getting a little bit more cash per month where they didn't have to be so financially stressed. But this argument that people are going to spend it on cigarettes and beer, I mean, this this has a long racist history, right? Yes. And if you notice, Oakland's program is targeting specifically Black people, um, Indigenous people, and people of color. It is very targeted. Um, and they are not thinking that people are going to be spending it on alcohol and cigarettes. Give us a time frame then, looking ahead. You said 18 months, right? And they'll be tracking these folks, and then what? That's a great question. I mean, I think 
any future program, any long lasting program would have to come from the federal government. And that's something that all of these officials really tried to hit home on Tuesday at the news conference. This is just evidence gathering to show that such a program could be beneficial to people, especially people that you know, have been disproportionately impacted by the coronavirus pandemic, by systematic racism. Um, these are programs that could pull people out of poverty if it's long lasting. That just can't be done with local cities that may not have the money to fund such a program indefinitely. So as Oakland starts, Sarah, what should we be watching? What other cities are doing this? Yeah, so a number of cities are actually looking to launch similar programs this year. Um, there's Shreveport in Louisiana, Pittsburgh. They all have similar programs in the works. And really, I think over the next year, what advocates and supporters are going to be looking at is the results of these programs. You know, what are they seeing? What are they finding as they kind of build their case for the federal government to create a program? So I think that's really going to be the big thing. I will be very excited to see how Oakland's program, you know, turns out. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. But even in that scenario, it's still going to be a really tough sell because of the cost, right? Yeah, it's it's an enormous amount of money. I mean, that's that's the phrase that um, the economist I spoke to from UC Berkeley said. It's a lot of money. And even, um, you know, Andrew Yang's proposal, that's over two trillion dollars a year. That's not a small amount. All right, Sarah. Well, thanks for writing the story. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. That was The Chronicle's Sarah Ravani. She covers Oakland. You can read all of her coverage at sfchronicle.com. Thanks also to Karen Creighton for producing this episode, and thank you for listening.